Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Momentarily, we're going to head off to John Shannon for Legacy Heating and Cooling. Whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a Legacy, Legacy Heating and Cooling. Brendan, why don't you play the clip? Uh, this is what uh, Bill Daly and Gary Bettman had to say about George Perils and the Department of Player Safety on Saturday. I think George has done a terrific job. Uh, I think everybody's, all, all of our clubs are satisfied with the job he does. Um, he applies the rules consistently, um, uses past precedent, um, and has kept our, has made our game safer. And frankly, if anybody <clears throat> understands the elements of the game you're referring to, uh, I think George does. I think he has a real feel for the game, and I echo Bill's sentiment that he's done a, a really good job. When you make decisions in this context, nobody's happy. The team that has somebody who they feel was victimized always wants more punishment, and the team that has the player who's being accused of an inappropriate act uh, says it never happened. So, you know, and there tends to be some rooting, understandably, from the view that people have. But at the end of the day, I think the Department of Player Safety does a terrific job. A game on the ice has never been safer. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, everyone's entitled to their opinion, so that's the opinion of uh, Gary Batman and Bill Daly, who have a lot of power in the National Hockey League, a guy who used to uh, work in the uh, National Hockey League and has been a regular on the show for the last, uh, since the 13-14 season, joins us right now for Legacy Heating and Cooling. And we welcome back to the show, John Shannon. Hi, John. How are you? Great, Bob. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of Batman's overall, Batman and Daly's overall availability on Saturday? Not one surprise. Yeah, same here. Not one surprise. I think you and I could have sat uh, over a couple of beers on Friday night and uh, written the script like we would have written the script for a movie. We yeah. knew the questions. We knew the answers. Yeah. Uh, we 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 ran the clip. Uh, what did he call Brendan? What was the term he used to describe Arizona again? Did he say a tremendous market or? Uh... Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a top ten market, tremendous market. Yeah, but that's not talking about hockey, guys. That's talking about uh, TV households. That's talking about the growing market that is happening in the Southwest United States as people our age move and people go to places where the taxes are smaller and the weather's better. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
What was uh, was it? Jack Kent Cook who had the infamous line about snowbirds and uh, yeah, yeah, he said he moved he moved he moved his team to Los Angeles because he thought there was eight hundred thousand Canadians in Southern California. What he didn't realize was those eight hundred thousand Canadians hated hockey. There you go. Yeah, that's that's yeah. just do you, do you somehow sometimes you have to fish where the fish are, John. Well, here he, let's address what, what Arizona is, and between. The interview that uh, Gary gave to Ron, and then what he said in the the presser on Saturday afternoon, is Arizona's on the clock. Arizona's on the clock for this summer. They're going to play at Mullet for one more year, and then something's going to happen. And by that, something's going to happen. Uh, new arena which we all find hard to believe when you consider what's gone on. Uh, change in ownership, which is feasible if you think about it. The new owner of the NBA team there, Matt Ashiba, um, might be interested in you know spending more of his billions of dollars. And or relocation. Those are the three things. And, and basically what they have done by an already announcing the Mullet Arena for one more year as they bought themselves some time to find someone and find a solution. But I, I would suggest, A, it's the last year at Mullet Arena, and then we'll see what happens. That for tomorrow's show, but... Oh, what happened there, Brendan? Just editing the podcast with the uh, with the microphone on. How does that sound? Well, you know what? I, I don't think I ever sound worse. That's hard to do. Cause <laughs> no, I, I, sound... I tell you what, though. You were, it's amazing. You were talking and your lips weren't moving. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it's interesting with Arizona, John. I got to tell you, uh, I, I actually think Bill Armstrong, who uh, you know grew up in that St. Louis organization under Doug Armstrong, they're not related, uh, but I do think Bill Armstrong has a chance to be a good manager. I think that they've proven to scout decently. Uh, they've got put it this way: they have a couple scouts that have told me some things that were that have predicted some things that were going to happen to me. And they have happened. So that's always a sign where I get a sense of belief that maybe these guys might, like I, I, I provide, you know, t- talk about scenarios and, and then they go and explain the scenario why something might or might not happen and it comes to fruition. Yeah. I'll give you a tip. Yeah, ho- hockey operations, but hockey operations and a hockey team yes. almost run in parallel. You know, Bill Armstrong and his staff could go to, 31 other teams would probably do a solid job too. Yeah. No, I think you know, they got, like, they have the 6th to the 12th pick in this year's draft. Uh, there's yeah. some belief there that they may have a challenge with Keller. Uh, they've got Gunther coming. Uh, you know, they got a couple other pretty good picks coming. I think they had three number ones last year. I'm going to be intrigued to see how this all plays out in Arizona to watch because, um, you know, I, I don't think it's a great hockey market for a second. And I do think you need to put use to play the term hockey market. But that said, I mean, you look at Seattle and Vegas, in fairness to Gary, he's hit the home run with those two additions as expansion markets. Um, yes. You know, I would... I, I still think at the end of the day, you know, it helps if hockey's part of the culture and the climate of the uh, market that you're in, right? And that obviously benefits, the, you know, the Canadian markets of the world. Right. Yeah, no, no, that, uh, you know, the, but the, the interesting thing for me is, 
and I, I've been a broken record about this because I, I've always supported in somehow, some way of, of, of the Phoenix market. But how many times... I'm with you. Have, how many times have they put a quality product on the ice? And the answer is less than one of your hands, Bob. Yes. Less than five times since they moved there in 1996 have, have, they, have people said, this is a great hockey team and people should come to watch it. That, that's just, that's ludicrous to think that it's a, a, a bad hockey market because people don't show up. You have to put the product on the ice. If the order, if no, if over the no, same no, period of time, no, no, if no, over no, the no. same period of time, disagree right here on with Edmonton. You were going to say if the orders were that bad, they were that bad for a number of years, and people kept the building full for the majority of the years. Oh, really, really? When Les Alexander phoned to buy the team, when when the building wasn't full, you know, it be it. it the biggest difference between Phoenix and Edmonton is the love of the game in Edmonton. And it created a loyalty for the fan base. Yes, I'm talking in the last it, it 20 years, period, John. I'm not period, talking 1996 to 98 with Les Alexander. Well, yeah, but, but you have you have to you, you, you have to talk you have to talk about all the years because you I mean Arizona was in the in you know Phoenix was in the similar state and people didn't show up. I mean, people didn't. I mean every every one of these markets, you know, when the hockey's bad, people will not show up. And that's there's and and they have every right not to show. John, up. for the majority of the so-called decade of darkness, people did show up in Edmonton. For the majority, which speaks to the market. Yeah, and and ownership. You know, I mean, Peter had to sell. Cal and his his thirty six other guys had to take over for fear of losing the club. Yeah. I, I, listen, Edmonton's a magnificent hockey market. Don't I'm I'm not I'm not for one second discounting that i know how good it is i've lived through it i understand that but apply some of the misery that edmonton went through at certain times in you know over the years and over the you know 96 to 2005 is that fair maybe i don't know i mean maybe you have better numbers than i do bob but go over that period of time and 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 then through the taylor hall time when the team wasn't making the playoffs but they were getting high draft picks. Um, Building was still you know, full for a lot of those years. I, I, you know, I, I would, I would just say that if 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 you put the Edmonton if you if you put the Edmonton Oilers into Arizona, you might have a better chance now. If Connor was there, people would understand that. I just think that uh, I think that they have maliciously damaged the market with bad hockey teams for a long period of time in Arizona, and I don't blame the fans for not showing up. Well, all I can tell you is I hosted a show called Oilers Now for two hours a day during the decade of darkness, John. From what most people consider the 06-07 season, uh, basically until we got Connor McDavid, right? And then he got hurt the first year in 15-16. And for large portions of that, the Oilers had solid attendance and decent TV numbers and good radio numbers. And I, I don't think you can compare 
going to Arizona, and, and, and part of it's just the nature of the market, right? You've got multiple sports teams in Arizona. It's a warm weather climate. Edmonton hockey's conducive to the nature of the sport. So I, I don't really see that much that's comparable between the two cities. Well, give me pick me another uh, NHL team, then we can compare. St. Louis. Look at the ups and downs, and look at the ownership issues in St. Louis. You know, I mean that they're, they're, they've had they've had decades of darkness too. I I'm, I was I'm I'm thinking that you know if if you put if you put ten years of winning hockey teams in Phoenix, if you had an arena, because right now they don't have an arena, yeah. you put ten years of winning in Phoenix, how would you do? Probably better. In fairness, if you put sure, pro, I, I I grant you that, but it hasn't happened. <laughs> Hey, at the end of the day, I actually think they can come out of this when they move, and they're going to move. Like, are they, what are they going to spend on? What are they going to spend in real dollars next year on their team, John? In real dollars, forty million bucks on their team. Well, who you know? Well, I I think that might even be dictated based on on if there's any hope of getting an arena, which I don't think there is. So it might be you know might be less than what you're talking about. Bill might be trading more cap space for. Bad contracts again. Yeah, absolutely. Now you're making me doing some digging here, so I'm going to do some digging. So just hold on a sec. Uh, the, the, the whole idea of radio is you speak into the microphone? Yeah, well, I, I, I would, except I have to go down a different path to access some information. So, <laughs> all, right, all right. But, but thanks for telling me how to do radio. That's a good thing. You, you, you know? Well, that's good. It Somebody also, has to tell well, me. I, I tell you all the time how to do TV, right? So away we go. You tell me all the time how to do everything. I okay. that is not true, and you know that. So don't <laughs> don't try to don't try to make it uh, that to be the case. Oh Jesus! Okay, I need a year. Okay, wait a sec here. I need a year year by year. So here we go. Uh, the average attendance, John. Just so you know, in Edmonton, in oh six oh seven was sixteen thousand eight hundred thirty nine sellout. Oh uh, seven oh eight same sellout. Same for one. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven consecutive seasons from 0607 to 1314. The Edmonton Oilers were sold out. They were slightly. Oh, 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 what, what was Arizona over that time? Oh, I, well, I, okay. I don't know. You know what? Give me a minute. I'll pull it up. Let's see. Uh, gotta go. No, but I'm just. You got to do apples to apples, right here. Can't do apples to nothing. Um. Where would Arizona be? Where the hell were they here? Um, which division were they in back then? They were the, well, they they were the Phoenix Coyotes. That's first of all. Uh, and then I have to go to Phoenix. And then I go year by year. Uh, six. Stay around. Th- okay. So Dave Tippett. Okay. Uh, yeah. So yeah. under Dave Tippett. Here we go. Since we'll go 08, we'll start at 910, uh, under 12,000, lost in round one when they were good. Uh, 12,100, average lost in round one. 12,241, uh, lost in round three to LA in the final in 11. That was the conference final. Right. And then, final, and then yeah. the next one, two, they, well, they missed the playoffs every year since, with the exception of the public year. Right. And they yeah. have never crested above. Uh, 14,000 until the 1920 season. That was the only yeah. year they yeah. were above it. So it's, you know, and this year they averaged 4,600. So, yeah. Yeah, well, and it is Gary, as Gary has noted many, many times, they actually grossed more money 
this year than they did the last couple of years in Glendale. So, Well, that's what he said. Uh, what did you think of his comments uh, about uh, Department of Player Safety? No surprise? Well, he's not... He's not going to not support his guy. No, he's not going to not support his guys. And, and and the one thing I would say is that I, I, I think that, you know, what George has done, and by the way, he works out of the New York office, what George has done is I think he's, you know, he, he bounces a lot of the stuff that he does off of Gary and Bill, so they feel that they're involved. And yet George becomes the scapegoat for situations in, in so many cases. Um, and... You may not like it. You may think that it's too light, or you may think it's too heavy. But I, I, I the one thing I would say is that you know I, I think that there's a real desire, and they will never say this publicly, to keep the aggressiveness in the game, which is kind of what Bill and Gary were alluding to at the beginning after Mike Stevens' questions about some website or something yeah. that George was involved in way back when. Yeah. So from 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 that perspective, I mean, I, it, by the way, if Gary did not like the way George was doing the job, George would not be there. 100%. So John, can I, obviously can, they're happy. John, I'm going to read you some ranges because you've uh, piqued a lot of interest here. Uh, this text comes in, Bob. The reason the Oilers survived the decade of darkness is because they had won in the past, and if they hadn't, I'm not sure the fans would have been there through it all. This texter, Tyler, says, Tyler says, Bob, please tell John to shut the blank up. Holy heck, he's got his head up as you know what. Uh, Logan says, John's out to lunch. I'd never let him on your show again <laughs> after a prior con. Like, come on, man. You gotta, you're allowed to have difference here. Uh, well, no, you, no, you have to. Have, everybody has to have the same opinion. Well, that's that's kind of how the federal government. Every, everybody wants has to have the same opinion. It's okay. Okay, this texter says, "Bob, you're wrong. I was at a lot of those games back then, and you could buy the best seat in the house for a hundred bucks, honestly, because then there was nobody sitting beside you. You could buy the cheaper seats you wanted, and uh, and be down in the lower bowl uh, by the second. So there's there's a range. So some guys are agreeing with you, some guys aren't. On Hockey DB, they list the actual attendance year by year, and mm-hmm. on Hockey DB for about seven consecutive years, they had the orders listed as a sellout. Now I was doing those." games, I'm not naive to know that at the end of some of those seasons, uh, specifically you know, uh, at the end of the 9-10, 10-11 seasons, uh, 11-12, I, you know, I, I was hard-pressed to find that it was sold out. But it, what the point I'm making is it wasn't at eleven or 12,000 yeah. season seats my, like listen, it was in Arizona. My, 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 listen, my criticism, and it's not really criticism, my thought process really has little to do with Edmonton. My thought process has 100% to do with the market in Arizona. And all my point is, is if you put a consistent quality product on the ice, you have a chance to do the right thing. John, I'm going to leave. And they have never, they have never done that. Okay, John, this text comes in and says, I'd say you're still in the decade of darkness. Where's the cup? Holy cow. (laughs) Five playoff series in the last two years. Uh, since Jay Woodcroft's been the head coach, the got the second best. This guy must be like a Canucks fan or something. Or maybe he's like, <laughs> I, I don't really think we're in the decade of darkness right now. Do you? I, I mean, the Oilers oh, had the six, know, be- I, six best record in the league this year. I mean, come and on. More importantly, more importantly, in my opinion, one of the most entertaining teams in the game. 
You know, I like I like watching I like watching fun hockey. The Oilers create fun hockey. John Gary uh, Randy says, John, try having a different opinion than Gary Bettman for once. There you go. Well, you oh, do. That, you don't always that, agree with Gary, do you? I don't always agree. No, I don't always agree with the commissioner. Oh, it's okay. But but really, the 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 wide ranging thought process is you know, and, and actually, Gary said this on Saturday. If you're if you're with one team with George Peros and you don't, you it's your player. You think the suspension should be higher, and uh, and if it's the team that the guy has. Uh, had the infraction, you know, the penalty should be lower. So you're not going to please everybody, and you're not going to please everybody with, with opinions. John, Mr. how much... Bettman and I disagree on lots of stuff. All right. Uh, would you disagree on one organization costing uh, the partners $20 million a year for, what, the last 20 years? Like, seriously, it's... Yes. Yeah, yes. That, yeah, I would. That's my and issue. In fact, I think, I, I, I think it's more. You think it's more think than $20 more. Million a year? Sure. Oh. Sure I do. Yeah, I do. I think it's more. I mean, and and that's why I think that we're now in the know, final the final stages, the final countdown. Yeah. I think we're in the final countdown, and it's you know, it's it, it's at the point where they make a decision, and I'd love to see it. I'd love to see it go to Salt Lake City. Sorry, you you said you'd love to see it go to Salt Lake City. Yeah. I think I think Salt Lake City is a growing market. It's a big market. It's it's bigger than five of the cities in the NHL right now. Yeah. Uh, there's tons of money in Salt Lake City. There's a building they can play in right now. Uh, and Ryan Smith, who owns the Jazz, has uh, shown the appetite to to be an NHL owner. I I think it's perfect. Would they would they uh, force him to pay a fee uh, like a, a moving fee from Arizona? To a transfer a, a transfer, transfer fee. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the precedent was set in Winnipeg, yes. Yep. But but you know, but that could be a, a fee that Gary you know might find a way to to waive. You know, you know. I, I what, what I don't and this is where Gary and I disagree. I, what I don't want to see is I don't want to see expansion. Yeah, I I just went. I just started I just the show saying see, I just don't want to see expansion. I I just said the WHL needs to contract by four teams. So what do I know? Uh, hey, John, great stuff. So just to confirm, you think we're in the final countdown? Is that right for Arizona? Just for you, I my do. man. I, just for you. You're uh, coming up next. Thanks, John. <laughs> Cheers. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn at 12.57, 1 o'clock for that. And when we come back, we'll hook up with Jody Shelley out of Columbus. Is Mike Babcock going to be the next head coach of the Blue Jackets?